12 of the research field, Chagas monthly podcast for everyone interested in agriculture, crops, the environment, food, horticulture, forestry and rural development research in Ireland. Presented by me, science journalist Sean Duke and produced with Katrina Boyle, science communication and outreach officer at Chagask. Well, food consumers today want fresher, healthier and additive-free foods that also last longer on the shelf. Dr. Elena Nguglia is a researcher based at the Food Research Centre in Ashtown and she's developing new technologies to satisfy such consumer demands. I caught up with her recently and I began by asking her to describe how some of our foods are currently processed and how these processes might be improved. Sure. Well, commonly enough, all the processed food that we all the food that we eat every day is processed. So every time we prepare a meal, we virtually do some sort of processing step. So uh, the most basic definition of food processing is uh, an operation in which raw foodstuff it's made suitable for consumption. So by cooking or by, uh, for storage. So um, uh, traditionally, uh, food preservation has been associated with four concepts. Uh, apply heat energy to elevate the product temperatures, which uh, include examples such as cooking, pasteurization, sterilization, and many foods such as meat, fish, and other are processed, preserved, and flavored by, for example, smoking or salting or canning. These are some of the traditional methods. Uh, other methods or processing including uh, include reducing the eating and the product temperature to, for example, extend the shelf life. So we have uh, uh, processes such as refrigeration or freezing, and probably freezing is one of the most common technique that is used in the modern world to preserve food by destroying the pathogens. And um, I'd say that we need, we need new processing technologies because the majority of these technology are very, of these traditional technologies are very um, severe uh, towards the food. So novel food processing technologies, what they can do, what they can be um, more, uh, they can make the, the, the food fresher, more natural, they're additive free and we don't have all the disadvantages of heat treatment. Now your research involves the use of clean label ingredients. For those that don't know, what, what exactly are those? Well, clean label is actually not a scientific term and essentially clean label means just making product uh, using very few ingredients, uh, making sure that those ingredients are items that uh, consumers recognize and they can uh, they are perceived as a wholesome. So um, generally this means ingredients that are natural and minimally processed and contains no additives, no uh, artificial flavor of preservation. So it doesn't really have an official regulatory definition but it's more uh, on the consumer end. Your, your research also involves the use of sustainable non-thermal technologies. So again, you know, may, maybe give an example of what that is uh, for those that might not know. 
Uh, yes, as I was saying, novel non-thermal technologies uh, are uh, food processing technologies that do not generate high temperature and uh, generally use very short treatment times. So this means that the nutritional components of the food are better retained and uh, also the sensory properties are less changed in comparison to thermally processed food. Uh, an example of a non-thermal technology is, for example, high pressure treatment. Uh, and in this case, the, the food is treated in a, in, a, in a packaging already and is subjected to very, very high pressure. Uh, just to give a, an idea, this pressure corresponds almost four times to the pressure that we have at the deepest uh, ocean trench. And these high pressure are able to neutralize foodborne pathogens, such as, for example, Listeria or E. coli, without the need of preservation of uh, other chemicals. Um, so in this case, um, HPP can also be uh, uh, used for, um, uh, for example, to remove uh, the meat from the shellfish, such as oyster, lobster and crabs. Uh, and uh, it's used in a variety of food products that we have uh, available. Now you're looking, sorry, you're looking at meat, I think, uh, at the moment. Uh, and uh, reducing salt and fat. Um, so, I mean, is there is there, first of all the salt? Is there is there much salt in meat, and what what's it there to do exactly? Yes. Um, well, at the moment, actually, in uh, in Europe, around seventy percent of the salt we consume comes from processed food, and around twenty percent of this comes from meat processed specifically. And um, we know like salty meat product is extremely important because it reduces the water activity of the product. This means that can uh, inhibit the growth of microorganism, but it's also there for important functions such as the one of uh, flavor. Um, however, we know that dietary sodium intake has been linked to hypertension and about 20% of the population uh, is a um, potential risk of cardiovascular disease for, for this reason. And um, in, uh, just to give some number, for example, in Ireland, the daily salt intakes is estimated to be 11 grams for men and 8 for in 5 grams for women. And the recommended value are five grams per day. So as you can see, we are quite above the the recommended values. So how will how can you use technology? What's your idea for uh, reducing salt and also, of course, using something else to keep the ba uh, bacterial pathogens uh, down low? Well, in this case, I, I think we, we work uh, using both technologies and also ingredients. So they can be used alone or they can be used in combination. And for example, for processed meat, we are working with ingredients such as seaweed that can be considered as a clean label ingredients. Uh, in fact, they have a unique taste profile that can replenish lost flavor in reduced salt and fat uh, meat products. And for example, seaweed are also very rich uh, source of minerals, uh, protein compound, flavor precursors, which can act as a flavor enhancers um, during during uh, the the tasting experience. Uh, when it comes to, for example, use of technologies, some technologies can uh, help to better distribute the ingredients in the in the product. 
And uh, for example, a better distribution of the salt in the meat matrix can influence the saltiness. So this means that we can use a lower level of salt while uh, maintaining a high level of salt perception. And now the fat, we should also mention that because there is fat in meat, obviously. We'd like to reduce that uh, for health reasons, uh, I think. So how, how will you be trying to go about that? Yeah, processed meat also contain high level of fat and uh, high fat consumption has been associated with an increased risk, uh, risk of promoting obesity, diabetes and especially colon cancer. So we uh, are also looking at uh, use of novel ingredients. In this case, again, uh, we are trying something with seaweed to reduce the fat content. And also technology can help again in this sense by changing, for example, uh, the, the, the structure of specific elements and the way they bind and combine with the other ingredients in the meat. So the consumer is getting quite uh, demanding in a sense. They want convenience, they want healthy foods, fresh foods, they want long shelf life, they want a lot of things. Can, can, uh, <laughs> can your work help to provide them with what they want? Yes, well, uh, of course, when we specifically talk on salt and fat reduction, these are major determinant in the sensory characteristic of the product. So it's not that straightforward to just reduce them and and maintain what the consumer is expecting. Um, however, I think that uh, you know novel technology are are a great option in this sense. And then I think that consumers are ready to take this on board. Uh, and uh, at the moment, as more as uh, regulation continue to develop and the research as well, I think that the use of this technology is going to bring major benefits to the consumers. And how far along are you at a very early stage with these technologies or, you know, when might we see uh, meat on our shelves that have been processed in this new novel way? Well, at the moment, some technologies has been already uh, implemented by the industry with commercial applications, such as high pressure processing, as I was saying before. There are already quite a few products available on the market. Uh, also, some of the daily meats is treated with HPP. Um, for the other novel processing technologies, uh, I'd say that it's still a bit challenging because um, of uh, necessity in scaling up the equipment. Uh, but I can see potential application increasing in, uh, in the future uh, on a more commercial scale. That was Dr. Elena Nguglia, researcher at the Food Research Centre in Ashtown. And that's all for this week's episode. I'd be delighted to get feedback, suggestions or comments in. And if you'd like to reach me, please email me Sean Duke, presenter of the research field at seancduke at gmail.com. One way that you could support the show is to rate or review it on the iTunes podcast platform, as well as any of the other social media platforms it's available on, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts and Radio Public. Meanwhile, I wish you all good health until we meet again next time here at the Research Field.